Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuhu. My name is Noor. My name is Noor. And together we are light-hearted dads. Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuhu. Welcome to Light-hearted Dads. We've done the intro way too many times for you not to know who we are. Episode 6. Mashallah. Time is flying, bro. Mashallah, time is flying. I think for our viewers, they might not think it's episode 6 because all the episodes are cut into so many parts. I probably, I don't know, what is it? 30-odd probably clips that have come out so far? So uh, I'm not sure, bro. Yeah. I'm really not sure what's happening. But, but they're all in clips. But if you really want to watch the whole unedited video, you need to subscribe to our Patreon. And sign up to the Patreon, the link is in the bio And you'll be able to then see all of the videos exclusive Before they all come out on YouTube at all And on YouTube it's only the clips are showing We're not showing the whole video So there's so much more content that you can really get your teeth into Alhamdulillah So, um, today's topic bro <laughs> Where are we going with this one? Yeah, I'm. I, you know, I think we've having a chat before I think there's so many things we can talk about, but you know, uh, one of the biggest gripes that I have, and 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 I've heard a rumor about you. I heard that you're you are or you used to be like a social media kingpin. What are you on about? Now l- let's put it this way: um, I used to be on social media quite a bit. I used to be out there, uh, Snapchat, Instagram, uh, Facebook, uh, even WhatsApp statuses and stuff like that. But it was all about. Showing the high life, a life that I was really pleasing people rather than being happy behind the screen, if that makes sense. So you're kind so, of saying it was a facade? It definitely was a facade. I'm, hap- I'm, I'm actually glad, I'm happy actually that I can admit to it. Like it's, it's an embarrassing thing. Hmm. Uh, let's talk about social media. Of course. Let's, let's, let's make this a, a episode six. Episode six, social media. Noor and the facade. <clears throat> See, that, that's the thing. How much can I go into this? That's the, that's the question. Do you get it? Yeah. Uh, look, let, let's. Uh, I'm only going to say from my perspectives and for the benefit of the audience. And some of them can relate to me. Some of them will call me out saying, what a joker. Uh, some of them will be like, raw, I'm in the same boat. Or some some might say I was in that situation, and you know it, it's it's a cycle. Mm. So yeah, let's talk about it. Let let's let's go into it. Let's uh, definitely. So my my social media and me being out there wasn't really to be popular <clears throat> or to have an influence or to be someone to be known to everyone. My was uh, to the people that know me that follow me. Um, just showing them my world and it was constant it was every single day i wouldn't say hours but at least three four clips a day whether whether it's my nephews and nieces whether i'm eating or i'm going on a holiday or i'm going out chilling out with my boys or doing something that i shouldn't be doing like something funny it was like, I had to, I had to show it to everyone. Something's going on with your mic. Ah. There we go. Is yeah, that better? Yes, yeah, better. Okay. Yeah, I just had to be out there. But 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 why? My main thing is why. Okay. So initially, when we started, 
uh, in our generation, it was Facebook. Uh, Facebook was everything was just funny. It's just like posting one picture so every so often. And then friends would come in and then we all jump in. And it was just a place for fitna, to be honest. Um, so you were saying, look, <clears throat> so people on uh, social media, why do they share? Like, what is usually the key reasons why people post on social media? So you said that you were sharing your life. Like, why? And what makes you different to the next person? And what do you think their reasons are? What are the reasons why? Okay, so for me sharing, I didn't share too much about um, any haram stuff, if that makes sense. It was more in the lines of me sharing how cool or how fantastic or what I have in possession to the world. It was more showing off. Mm. Is it to show girls of what I have or show other boys like, ah, yeah, man, I'm cool with that. Mm. I've got this, I've got that. So I, I, it, it didn't hit my head like why I'm doing it at that time. It was just so natural for me to post it. It was so natural for me to show to show everyone. It was just so natural like to think that people have my best interest in heart and me just showing it to them like this is what I'm doing, this is where I am. It came to a point where my friends that I haven't spoken to for months, coming to years, knew a lot about me without me having to speak to them. It came to that stage, does it make sense? They know mm. exactly what I'm doing. And um, there will be a topic coming in the future that would we would discuss more in details as to why I was showing my life more mm. and what influenced me. But it wasn't something that I wanted to do personally to get it. My thing was mainly just uh, writing my opinions. That's what I'm about, writing opinions on my statuses mm. or trying to make people think. I'm a deep thinker. I go into like my own zone and I try and random, randomly post some random quotes. Mm. But it's only when I got into this new generation, getting involved with this new generation, I got sucked into posting about my life. And that correlates to the next part, moving on to Instagram, moving on to Snapchat. Mm. Snapchat was um, a close group of people that I had, about 200. Uh, it wasn't as big as others. Um, but it was about clipping every single second of my life. Like, it was like the 200 was following me everywhere I went. Does that make sense? Yeah. And Instagram was just just um, a hindsight of the best of my world. Like, it could possibly be a picture where I'm smiling and boom, the minute I've taken it, posted it, tagged it, whatever, you know, it creeps into, like the next minute I'm not smiling. The smile's gone. Mm. Do you get it? It was just a facade. And I think that's a, that's a thing, trend I'm seeing across um, social media that obviously things are being more and more apparent that people are very much just highlighting 
the best of their life or showing their life to be so amazing and it's just just total fakery you know in the sense that like you said you take a happy picture straight after you're actually depressed you know you put in a hashtag you know you know living the life or whatever it is you know all of these kind of tags happy and blah 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 at the end they're actually complete opposite of it and images and pictures are posted up in order to what just gain more likes comments and, and views and subscribers and, and followers and so on and so on and there was some studies that talk about you know the impact of social media and <clears throat> uh, people the, the addiction that's related to it is just like the same addiction you get from like crack cocaine heroin and so forth that it's uh, it releases um, from correct it's, it's the um, uh, dopamine mm-hmm. yeah so every time you get likes, there's a little boom, a rush, a rush. And so what's happening is it creates you to now become, I need to post another picture up on something that's going to create more likes and views. And then people start experimenting and realizing, actually, hang on a minute. If I post these kind of pictures or these kind of things, I get more hits, more likes. Whereas these ones don't so work as much. And because of all of those things, you know, um, it's actually creating this addiction that's coming uh, in relation to social media. But one of the thing, biggest things I've got with social media now is uh just you know literally somebody could be as thick as a plank of wood you know it's all just just really have no brain cells but they could overnight become a social media influencer meaning they could influence the lives of thousands upon thousands if not millions and more of young people shaping a new generation of what because the funniest thing is, I always talk to my kids about aspirations. What do you want to be? Have a goal. No matter how wacky or out of the world you may be, have it. Work towards it and along the way you realise maybe that wasn't for me. You get another one, you get another one and so on. But have those aspirations. It's really important to have a goal. Because then what happens, they, they relate to me. Like sometimes at school conversations happen. And this is in primary school, some of them. I remember this years ago, they're telling me. The teacher asked, okay, what do you want to be when you grow up? Because um, they were trying to relate it to certain skills you're going to need and whatnot. So, you know, like the vast majority of the children in the class, do you know what they turn around and say? YouTuber. Oh, yeah. I want to be a YouTuber. Because they're growing up in this generation seeing that YouTuber there, posting videos up, getting this many million followers, is rich, is loaded and all of those things. And that's what they want to be. That's the lowly aspiration they want. Because what is it? It's a get rich quick, get famous, and all of those things, all thrown into one package, and that's it. That's what they'll be. So, any aspiration they're having, they're thinking, I don't want to be, uh, you know, I don't need any of these qualifications. You know why? I just need to have a camera, boom, YouTube, done. Camera and internet, really, and, and, and computer, and that's it. I can do everything that I need to do. And this is what the new generation of children are growing up to be. It's really empty. And then it's so scary. If, what promotes it even more? If you look at, in the last year, um, the YouTube channel that got the most money, or the, the channel that got most money for YouTube, do you know who it is? Ryan's World. Ryan's World. Yeah? The kid, Ryan, the uh, kid from America. And see, he just posts everything, and all these kids watch him. Now, he's like the most, and then after that, it's this, I think, Mr. Beast, and then I was reading yesterday, and then it's somebody else, Dude Perfect, and then it's something else, and something else. Whatever, there's, there's a group of them. But you got a kid at number one. So that's not inspire many other children. Yeah, look, Ryan's done. He's like millions. I can't remember what it was, like 22 million or something. Something crazy. And that's, you know, that's the world that we're living in. Kids are growing up with this aspiration. 
And that's what really is deflating because we're creating a new generation. And like I said, you have many actual YouTubers out there who are, or YouTubers or social media influencers, whatever we need to use the term as. They're just literally, they have no values, they have no life, especially there's many of them who are Muslim. Many of them who are, you know, Muslim. Do you want to name some? I'm not naming any, but <laughs> many people who are Muslim, what do they come on with? Yeah, they come and they're inspiring a, a new generation. And especially what I have a big gripe with, especially some of the female social media influencers, because a lot of this is around what, um, uh, like beauty and fashion and all of these kind of things, yeah? And then you have some of these social media influencers who along the way, what happened is um, they started off in a certain way and where they've kind of monetized religion. So some of them might be doing through, the, you know, they got following because they wear a hijab and all of those kind of things. But somewhere along the way, at the end, what happened is they take the hijab off. There's been a few cases, I think, yeah. of some social media. Now, what impact does that have on girls who are following them? They're looking to them as inspirations and models and they're influencing their thinking and their thoughts. It's just total corruption. And are these people, I'll be honest, are these people fit to have influence or easy access to your children's life? And that's why I go back to parents and say, do you know what your kids are watching? Do you know who they are following? Because these people, do you think are these are role models that you want to have? It's total corruption. There is nothing good about this. And then your kids are just sitting there 24-7 eating this up. Where in our deen, you know, you then you ask them and you you know you talk about our deen, you look at the companions and the pro these should be the role models, the sahaba, the salaf. These are the people that our children should be aspiring to, not these people. Truly, I'm telling you, they have they a lot of them. They have no value, no, no moral compass. So what happens is they chase the money. So the sponsorship comes in. I'm gonna start doing this, and that comes in, I'm gonna start doing that. And slowly, slowly, this disappears and that disappears. All their Muslimness disappears. Why? Because you've got to drop that if you really want to make the money. Well, then again, now today you've got the Muslim pound, isn't it? So there's commercializing and beautifying, all of those kind of things. And, you know, it's just the whole, this whole industry, it just sickens me. Because I'm seeing the massive impact it's having on children and especially the biggest impact it's having actually on uh, young girls. Young girls. And that's where the corruption comes in. If you want to destroy a nation, you corrupt it. Corrupt you corrupt the women, because they're the future mothers and the future educators and the teachers of the next generation of children. So, what do you think is going to be happening right now? So, it just really sickens me to the core. The thing that's actually happening when you look at society it just really irks me. And then I get frustrated when I see parents. Really, are you just going to let your children freely sit there and just swallow up all of this rubbish? So, you know, this is just my biggest thing. But, you know, I've actually written because uh, now there are some, alhamdulillah, some articles that are on my website, involvefathers.com. And you can see it there that I've talked about, okay, how do parents regulate about social media? How can you uh, mitigate them? And what, what should you be doing and not doing? So there's an in-depth kind of article that gives you step-by-step -step guidance on what you should do. So it's really important parents are clued up because it's not just social media. It's also, the you have to look at it, it's technology. Overall, it's technology. So it's access to smartphones, unfettered access to the internet, to the laptops, all of those things that give you direct access um, into what social media and all of those kind of things. And because it's going unchecked, unregulated. And why? Because I want my child to fit in. So why? What I'm going to do is start giving them a smartphone. You know the average age today that a child gets a smartphone is the age of 10. What does a 10-year-old need a smartphone for? Smartphone or smartphone? smartphone. What does a 10-year-old need a smartphone mm. for? 
But now it's becoming so common. It's just ridiculous. I've got kids who are younger. And then they're in like year, when they were in year one, they had smartphones. Year two, they got their own smartphone. What do they need it for? You know, it's just really mind boggling. My kids, they're in sec the ones who are in secondary school, they don't have smartphones. Yeah. They're all literally probably the only ones, I think they are the only ones in the class. To the extent the teachers even say, oh yeah, just um, uh, check on your phone or whatever reason. Sometimes they give a point to do and say, I, I can't do it. I can't do it. And that's fine. It's perfectly fine. You know, there, there's, we talk about this anyway, but there's a way that you're, uh, that for my kids anyway, that they've got used to and accustomed to the fact that they don't need a smartphone. Yeah, And, you know, that's something that I've already spoken to them, that the smartphone is something they only get from after 16 and even then, it doesn't mean they're going to get access to social media. Everything needs to be controlled. Because one of the biggest things today now is you talked about it. People are sharing their whole lives. That the biggest commodity that you could hold or something that's of value is actually what? Your privacy. You know what I would love to do? I know with the business and other things, you know, you have to go and put your name out there. And I know, what, you know for, especially with my stuff, when it involves fathers, you have to promote and push things out. But if it weren't for that, if it was just like I worked somewhere else, whatever, I would have just loved to have a zero digital footprint. People could search me and not find nothing about me. Because that is so valuable for me, just, just my own privacy. And that's why even you know, many years ago, one of the things is I realized, look, it's a massive impact social media. It's really bad. And I used to be on Facebook. Uh, I was on Instagram. Um, <clears throat> what was it? Oh, something like Twitter, that's it. Um, <clears throat> LinkedIn and stuff. And I used to be on there. Then after learning and reading a lot more about these things, and then what I did, I just I left everything. I deleted all my accounts, I left everything for a couple of years, two years. You went where I was without any, I didn't go to social media. I even got rid of my WhatsApp, everything. So, literally, the only way you could get in front of me, call me. You want to talk to me, call me. Or maybe you conventionally go back to text messaging. You know, it's uh, unlimited these days, most data plans. You know, so that was it. And then I realized that, you know, if I really need to get information, it will come to me my way. People think I need to be on social media to be up, you know, have my, you know, uh, up to date with all the news and content that's coming my way so i stayed off that and the reason why i did that you know why is so i could show an example to my children that you don't need social media and even when i was on social media i never shared my life really what was on twitter for i would just join in with some of the discussions about especially when it comes to some issues regarding islam yeah what was on facebook all i ever did was share news articles i had never shared my personal life yeah so I put up maybe a really interesting article, let me share it, other people can benefit from, so forth, so forth. And I was on there to see other people's feed, news articles. Uh, Instagram, same thing, I would just check stuff. I never hardly ever posted anything personal, it was just like, and that was it. So it wasn't really, I, was, I would ever share my personal life. But I got off it. You know, after two years or so, when I then started involving fathers, then, you know, for business, you have to be on social media. It's just how things are. So I went back on it. If you look at it now, even though I do have the social media accounts, they're all business profiles. Yeah, so... Instagram is a business. I've got the Facebook page. I do have an account as well because you need an account to make a page. But again, they only involve other stuff is posted up. And as it, so I've, I've only gone back on for those specific purposes because of that. But otherwise, I don't share my life because there isn't a need to. Why does the next man need to know about my life? Mm. And we know about this. And one of the topics that we do want to discuss in the future is a lot around um, magic, sihir, jinn, possessions. But one of the things that they've said is you know, when you're sharing your life, the amount of hasad, you can get that jealousy, the envy, the hatred. Yeah. You know, this is the danger. What you're sharing and exposing what? You're gonna put all your kids' beautiful children up on to be displayed. Mm. And then the hasad you get, you know, the ayn, the evil eye is real. Also sometimes the evil eye is real. You know, it's that powerful enough it could kill a child. 
you know, and you want to expose your children to those things, you know, uh, and then, you know, your your whole life and the happiness you have, all of those things can get destroyed. And there's, unfortunately, there's a massive rise in all of this hasad and, and magic and stuff that within our community, and we'll discuss that in more detail another time. But there are dangers, real dangers you get from it. You know, it's gone the days now you have to go out and eat, but before you eat, you've got to take a picture so you can put it on social media. That in itself, you know, it's, it, can, it can be impacted even after you eat and the food. It can cause you harm from all the evil eye that can be thrown at that picture. So, you know, like, I know I've gone off on one and I get really irked. Do you know, um, I was going to actually uh, joke and, you know, lighten it up a bit. But I'm, I'm with you on this. And, you know, right, I'm just, I'm just sitting here thinking, oh, what an idiot. I've I've just literally done the very opposite to you, and what have I gained other than evil eye, um, a lot of jealousy, um, a lot of hate, and um, look, I, I used to post pictures of my nephews and nieces, and uh, I'll give you one for a uh, one um, as an example, um, one of my niece, uh, Mariam. Um, I call her Juntao. I've, I've given her that name Juntao since she was like literally a few months, right? And for obvious reason, yeah. Um, and then she was on my social media literally every single day. But not realizing that she was, um, like everyone saw her grow up up to the age of four or five. Do you get it? Mm-hmm. Now she's a, Beautiful young lady, yeah, not that old or anything, but for me, I, I, I always say to my sister, Do you know, I feel like everyone asks me about Juntao. Everyone that sees Juntao goes, Oh my gosh, she's grown up. And they they know her, like they feel like they know her personally. And she's like, I've never seen you before, uh, they've never seen her before. But they feel like they know her because she grew in front of their eyes. Mm. As one Allah, like when uh, we do Rukia regularly, just, um, and she's got a lot of must and a lot of evil eye to get it. And I, I feel like I'm part of the reason why she's got that. Not only her, but all my other nephews and nieces, but I'm using her as an example. I get a lot of people come up to me and say, um, you know, like when they see Juntao or anything, they're like, oh my God, oh my God, like, uh, do you remember me? And she's like, no. And actually, he or she has never seen Juntao ever before. Mm. But they feel like they've seen her many times because it's all over social media. And I, I, I'm in that same situation. I, I, I realized that, hang on, I was posting everything. Do you get it? But it's all to show like how cool it is and. Um, like, you know, likes and stuff like that really didn't bother me. But if it did come that way, it just gave a morale boost to get it. Oh, oh, got a couple of hundred likes. Oh, okay. Th- that's quite a cool, right? Like, but you, in hindsight, you think, think about it. It's not. <laughs> what benefit does it bring to you other than... And then, you know what? It, it made me also realise when you certain things you post gets more like than the others like the minute you post pictures of kids boom bear likes 
everyone, mashallah, mashallah, mashallah. And they even say mashallah, do you get it? Like not even Allahumma barik. Mm. They're not even making dua. People don't un- know the difference between Allahumma barik and mashallah. You know, I, I recently educated my whole family about it. Because I only found out not many years ago as well. And when I educated my family and they're like, oh, no, 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 mashallah. The elder ones were like, no, no, mashallah is fine. Mashallah is fine. I go, no, it's not fine. Do you know what I mean? Like, this is the differences. Um, and I, obviously, after I've educated them, they realize, hang on. For all these years, we were just saying the wrong things. But, like, you know, and when I, when I post anything about charity or when I post anything about events that's coming up or um, anything that's not related to, like, kids or myself or anything, you know, scenery or whatever, you don't get that many likes or comments or interaction. Just to add to that, you know, like, you know, I've, I've talked about social media and I've talked about my wife a lot <clears throat> that, you know, a lot of content that I put up, remember, it's all even your father, so I try to give the beneficial reminders, there's tips, there's, there's so much stuff that goes out there, quality content researched and, and, and put together to push out. But I see there are some that Alhamdulillah gets gets a tra- thing, but you never get a lot, you know. Um, and I realize that when I put up these kind of contents, they're not getting the biggest, so for example, likes and and follows and shares and comments, yeah. Yeah. And I I compare it to other people's pages that I see, and I know what it is. Like for example, you said you put up kids' pictures, boom, likes go up. Now, if I put my kids up, I know, phew, like a skyrocket, yeah. And I said like you know my my youngest son, I always said it, you know, he's mashallah, he's because he's the youngest of six, he's so much more developed than the rest of them. He's four now, yeah? But his speech, the stuff he comes out with, it's like, you're talking about seven, eight, nine-year-old. He's four now. His language skills and words that he knows and vocabulary are much higher. And you look at him, and mashallah, he's, you know, he's very, you know, he's a very cute, he's a very beautiful kind of child, yeah? Now, put him in front of a camera, I would never show him in front of but put him in front of a camera, I think my son can get more followers than, what's his name, Ryan's world, yeah? Mm. If I just record his antics every day, boom, you know that, you know, the stuff he gets up to, it's just going to melt your heart. You know, you would, you, you love to watch it. But I realised that, okay, then if you do these things, what's it for? What, is it really for the likes? Is it what, for what? Am I going to like basically get my child to make money? You know, what is it for? And that's the sad reality, unfortunately, but I'm sticking to it, which is no, we're still going to push out good content. He will get his following the like, but even if you get, for example, good content, you get likes into the thousands. It's not the same as you put a kid's picture up, you're getting hundreds of thousands. That's a massive difference that you yeah. get in there. And that's the world we're in. So then a lot of people have to now make a choice. It comes to a position that, okay, right, they need to grow the business, they want to do this or that. So what do they do? And I know many people, they do that, then they might start putting the pictures of the kids up, the families, like, oh, today we did this, today we did that. Start sharing their life. That's what gets here. And so I realize that, you know, I know if I want to get loads of followers and things, and every day I tend to vlog myself, man. Just, just record. Oh, I'm here. I'm doing this. I'm this. I'm that. People just, you know, people follow this stuff more than the actual quality content and information you're getting. So the thing, let's get to the crunch of it, yeah. Why do people follow or want to see other people's life? So I, I've got many reasons for this, right? One of the reasons is uh, they're just nosy. Mm. Very nosy. They're they're very unhappy with their life. And wallahi Allah is my witness. I've had people ask me that you are causing problems in my marriage. Wallahi, I've had people tell me this. I've even had people tell me 
that their wives have said, why can't you be? Why can't you not be more like Noor? Wallahi. And it was only then I realized, and I, I'm feeling emotional because I was I, I could have ruined a lot of people's life. And the reason why, not because that like, they fancied me or anything like that, well, like, nothing like that. It's because I was showing a life that sisters were seeing or brothers were seeing and saying, I want that. Or oh, why can't I not have something like this in my life? Uh, or no does this. But why don't you do it? What's the difference? Well, like that, that was, uh, you know, people said like, oh my God, like we thought... Um, a lot of it was about me showing pictures of the other half and stuff like that, right? Um, and a lot of people said, like, we thought you was the golden couple. Wallahi, that was the thing. Like, when I actually, obviously the, the viewers don't know, but um, I was actually married. And I got divorced. And I remarried. Um, but when I was with my ex... Everything was on social media. Everything was publicized. And people asked me, like, wow, what a golden couple. Like holidays and um, food and clothes and you name it. I don't want to go too deep into it. But it was when I, when I went through the divorce, when people did find out, they're saying, wow, man, like never thought you will get divorced, Noor. Um you know everything that we saw we thought like you lived the best life and that's when the questions like came to me not the questions the thing are we had my me and my wife used to argue about you like you used to do so much for your ex and my wife say why doesn't why don't you do what he does for you you know this and that etc but alhamdulillah when i got married again everything is private and sometimes i, I know my wife probably thinks like hang on how come you never show me or or you you know you don't like post pictures much about food or we go a holiday or quite uh, you know quite often but I don't sh I don't put it up that much. It's purely because I've learned from my mistake. It's purely because I told my wife because I love you and I want to protect you. That's the main reason why I don't put you out in the world. When she understood that, she goes, "Wallahi," she says, "Thank you." You get it? She said thank you to me And that meant more to me than anything So Why do we do it? We do it Because we want to show people How happy we are mm. And actually we're not happy And that is The real truth I, I, I noticed even on my social media When I see people post I know there's a hidden message Behind it you know, I, you know, certain people would post certain things on social media, but I know they're, they're so unhappy because they talk to me, right? But they put all the happy stuff on there. And then you go to people who put quotes, like, randomly. You know, I used to do it myself. Like, I used to put some quotes on, but it didn't relate to my life. Like, some people would say, Nura, are you okay? I'm laughing on the other side. Because I'm like thinking, don't worry, it doesn't relate to my mood. I just randomly put it there. Just trigger, like it's just, it's like I just like to do it, um, and but I I noticed that when people are unhappy, you could tell by their posts, and this is what intrigues people to look at you and look at your life. There's people, there's certain people out there 
that are just waiting to see you unhappy or to see the next episode of your life or to see what's going on. They're just so intrigued. It's like a drama for them. It's his tenders. Yeah, I think it's the world and culture they've grown up in now. Celebrity lifestyle, gossip magazines and all of these kind of things that you have that people just want to see and peep into other people's lives. Like I said, sometimes it can be curiosity. Sometimes it can be envy and jealousy that, you know, um, uh, that, you know, they, they hate what you have. Mm. And they want you not to have it, but them to have it in themselves. And they're waiting for you to trip and fall and, and, and turn around and say, yeah, I knew that would happen. And then there's others who, like I said, uh, un unhappy with their life. And so I want to see other people's lives and dreams and say, yeah, I want to live that life. And there's so many other things around like that. But I think it's just overall a culture has been created, a culture, a social norm um, that now people are just inquisitive into other people's lives, knowing what's going on and all of those kind of things. And like you said, it can have harmful impacts. I'm sure without doubt, there are many other couples who are going through problems because they look at somebody else, another couple and say, oh, this and that. Um, and, you know, there's been many other things that pop up along the way. But it's, it's like I said, it's just a very dangerous thing, social media. And, you know, the massive, the harmful impact that you have for social media is this, is... Um, it plays out on young uh, young people, yeah. Now, Not just young young people. No, no, it has an impact on the old. But you know, what I'm yeah. talking about from from children, yeah. The the impact it has on children, yeah. Now, you know the example that I give about social media or even a, just a smartphone. Um, is that, and the analogy you can give is a smart. Imagine giving your child a smartphone, yeah. It's like giving your, just, just, okay, just say so you give your toddler a child, yeah, a bottle of alcohol yeah mm. and tell him you can play with it yeah and so he's playing with alcohol and obviously a child if they're curious what's going to happen next they're going to open it find out how to open it so if you give him a bottle to play with should you be surprised that he then learns to open it would you be surprised no and then what happens is starts drinking it and lo and behold he's now addicted to it now who's to blame is the one to blame not the isn't the, isn't the person to blame the uh, the person who put that bottle in their hand because that child has not fully understood and comprehended the benefit and harm the impact of this thing and all of those kind of things and because that hasn't been that hasn't happened what's was going to happen is that, that all of these harms will come similarly you give a phone to a child now you think they start using many different features you're going to get upset about it and then you know they're getting they're on social media and then they're addicted and suddenly you're like, oh my God, how did this happen? And a lot of parents come to me too, too late. They come really late. They're like late in the day and oh, I've done all of those things. And I look back at it and say, you know, the majority, I'm telling you, the number of parents, obviously I work with and families I deal with, the majority, 99% of the cases, of the issues that they're talking about at the end, are just symptoms of the illness. Mm. Yeah. And when you go back to the illness, where did it all start? It's that smartphone, it's that social media. And that's the harm that we're seeing. And now, obviously, it has a massive impact as well into adulthood. It goes on for things. So you're going to see a next generation of people who are just mashed up. Totally. Emotionally, socially. psychologically, socially, everything. They're just They're going to be They're man or kids, bro. They just can't <laughs> hold a conversation. Honestly, like, I go around cousins or, as you know, different family members and different families, sorry. Um, I'm like, whoa, this kid can't even hold a conversation. And I'm like thinking at their age, man was like, like trying to be cheeky, doing the most craziest thing to get, you know, 
their attention. And these lot, look, man, I've got to be very honest with you, yeah? I don't really think it's just the children, right? Even the adults are wasting their life on social media. TikTok. Oh, please don't start me on TikTok. that. TikTok. There's articles on my site that talk about I, the, the devil, the king of shayateens of, of social so media is TikTok. TikTok. With, listen, listen. As if this, you're a parent this, watching this, if you're a parent yeah. watching this, yeah, my advice, and I would plead with you, is do not ever, ever allow your child onto it. No, bro, bro, bro. Don't go in it yourself. No, no. That's it. They're in there themselves. Bro, I promised when I realized the pattern from Facebook to Instagram and Snapchat, I realized the fit, the growth of Fitna from Facebook to those platforms. I realized, you know, TikTok is only going to be worse. And the reason, one of the main reasons why I didn't join TikTok was me and my friends, we, we've got this group, banter group. And um, we used to post these uh, videos of these uh, Indian dudes like crying and going like, mm, like doing that, right? Like it's mad. And then another one pops up from the side and he's doing that and they're crying and like all that stuff, some sheer stuff, yeah? And then the third one comes up and the fourth one comes and they're like, <laughs> and they're crying. <laughs> they're crying and uh, they're always they're acting in it, but it's like so dramatic. And it's, it's so pathetic, like one of them does it and the another one pops up, the another one pops up. And, I, and I, me, 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 I dropped in the boys group and they said like, oh, this, these are you lot, innit? I just uh, handpicked like a couple of them and said, oh, these are you lots. And we, we cracked up and then we posted a few more videos and stuff like that. And then um, someone, as, as a joke, said, oh, nobody's joining TikTok, innit? I'm like, no, nah, I don't have a TikTok account, actually. And then um, because of that, we thought it was mainly really freshified. That's why we didn't join it. And because of that banter we had with each other, none of us joined it. Luckily, I initially, you know, we could have said, oh, I missed out, man. I could have been one of the early birds. But Alhamdulillah, because of the, uh, the banter we had in the group, none of us joined it. Wallahi, I'm not even joking, bro. My some of my family members are on TikTok. Even my cousins are on TikTok. Even to a point, one of my cousin goes to me. She uh, likes our podcast. It keeps her going and gets her um, away from TikTok. Because she, she goes, TikTok is ruining my life. Now, there's certain people that go into TikTok and I've got Astaghfirullah, the first thing that pops up. There's women flashing themselves, bro. Uh, this is what that's happening uh, from what I've heard. I've tried to avoid it so much here, but Wallahi, people can be on it for hours. People go, oh, they can learn so much. Bruv, I don't see the learning putting into practice. It's all excuse, bro. Do you know when people turn around and say, oh, you can learn and benefit from it? Look, everything may have a benefit in it. But you have to weigh out what's greater, the benefit or the harm. Allah talks about it, that, you know, there are things that um, that you may like, but they are bad for you. Yeah. And there are things that you may hate, but they're good for you. you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And Allah talks about this in the Quran. And in there, for example, within alcohol, there is actually, for example, let's use alcohol. There's goodness in it. Yeah. You know, it helps with iron and other kind of th things. There's some medicinal benefit to it. But the medicinal benefit of it is 
minute in comparison to the harms of it. So therefore, it's something to avoid. Stay away from the harms of it are far greater. Now, without I'm sure there'll be some very interesting and learning um, videos that you can learn from on TikTok. But the harm is far greater. So there's an article posted on there. It's written by another person um, who, who basically works with parents, especially around uh, TikTok and other addictions as well. Now, TikTok in itself is basically, as it describes it, it's the gateway to pornography for children. Mm. Yeah? In there... What it's doing is it's mashing up again. It goes back to your daughters. It's a corruption of the girls, and that's why I have to go back. It's a corruption of the girls because why they focus on so much. You look at around the world. What do they do? When they talk about Islam, they talk about oh, freedom of women and feminism and pushing all of those things up here. Yeah? And that's a discussion for another day, maybe feminism. But you know they push all of those things in what because they know that if you can corrupt the, the Muslim women, women, you corrupt future generations. generations. Yeah, and that's why the focus is really on that. And what you have on there is what it shows you. That when you get more views and likes is what? When you get younger children, you've got children really young, five, six, seven, eight, whatever, who are dressed effectively nearly nude, very little clothing, doing the most provocative sexual of sexual dances, yeah? They're the stuff that get the more likes. So it's, it's basic. And then what's happening is you're having probably grown men out there, pedophiles who are sitting there enjoying this. Because why? It's a pedophile's heaven. The guy used to describe it as a Disneyland for pedophiles. That's what TikTok is. Yeah, really. That's what. Yeah. So read the article. It's on the website. But he talks about it. It's a. It's a Disney for pedophiles. And you got. And then what it's showing is it's showing that, you know, to get likes and to be accepted, you have to be skinny. You have to be all of these kind of things. So then it's impacting on the uh, the girls if they if they if they don't fit in with that look and all of those kind of ah, things. Yeah. Man. All of these things are having a massive massive impact. That's what I said. It's just. Uh, it's the worst thing ever. It's the worst at the moment, and I can only Allah, you know, I can only Allah protect us from it. But I can only imagine what's worse to come, what new other crazier things will come out that will be even worse. It's the, but, it's those trends, man. <clears throat> like you know those, um, like the, the you know some celebrity might do or some trend that they bring and some dance and some thingy. Like I, I've noticed, Wallahi, this is. Um, uh, I I I was watching this digital thing on Netflix, and he explains how the algorithm works. And what I tried to do was I tried to uh, come off social media for a bit, right? And then bang, I get a message from Instagram saying, "So and so person might you might know," and it's a girl. And when I when I went into it, and I was like thinking, okay. I don't know her to get it. So, but and every so often, I kept getting his pop up saying, "You might know her, this and that." And I'm like thinking, and people might say, you know, out there might say, um, because you probably look at a lot of women uh, profile pictures. That's why they probably Instagram algorithm is probably thinking, "I'll get his desires to come back into Instagram." Now I look at a lot of football stuff. I look at a lot of um, propaganda stuff, the theory stuff, a lot of um, uh, talks and a lot of like weird like dad memes and stuff like that. Mm. I, I, I got, I, you know, So I, none of that came. And in my reels, there's a reels section that's new. It's just full of girls doing these, all these like dancing and all these other little uh, trends that's coming out. And... I will lie here. Sometimes I do watch it, and I cringe. I feel like commenting, saying, 
You're such a low life. You're so cheap. You're you don't have any morals. Who would want to marry you? Like I feel like making these comments. Like he pops into my head. Then I and I'm like thinking, raw boy. I, I, like, let's not make those comments. You know what I mean? Let's avoid them. Um, but I this is what I feel like doing. Do you get it? But look, it's not just sisters. Brothers are promoting it. Brothers are watching it. And you know what? Some of these brothers who think they're influencers, yeah, bro, let, let's let's not let's not go into that. Because they're not influencing nothing. Do you know what a lot of these things the reason why trending, you know, when people come in, they follow things that are trending and all those things, yeah. It's a big issue. And you're thinking, okay, why do people follow this? Yeah, because the vast majority of people, there's two things here. One is vast majority of people and mankind generally, their mindset is like that of a sheep. Mm. Yeah, it's a herd mentality. They see somebody doing it, boom, they start following. I'll give an example, yeah. You walk down a high street and just say there's two shops, two restaurants, yeah. You walk past one of them is empty. Walk to the next one, it's busy. Which one are you going to go into? The busy one. The busy one, because why? There must be a reason why it's busy. Yeah. Food must be banging. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So you go in there without even knowing whatever, and you've left the other shop which might have really great food. It's not done good publicity. Maybe the people in there are people that is not. They didn't give freebies yeah. to influencers. You know, so all of those kind of stuff, yeah. So what happened is because that's just how human natures were wired mm. up. They follow. They see people and they start following. You know, if and there was this really crazy um, social media experiment where there's this guy in some sort of park here, and he's just standing there and just dancing. He's literally dancing some weird, crazy dance. He gives it a while, he gives it a while, he gives it a while. He's talking about people who are leaders and followers and so on. And after a long time, somebody else comes next to him and starts dancing next to him. Yeah? Dancing, dancing, dancing. Okay, right, people are looking at him. Another person joins. Another one. Now you've got a few people who are leading the way. And now what's happening is, yeah, they're dancing. One by one, everybody gets up and everybody starts dancing. Yeah. So you need a, you need a protagonist, somebody just starts off the, the issue and then boom, 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 people start following. So this is one reason why trends, for example, happen, yeah? The other thing is, you know why? We live in a valueless society. Mm. Has no values. Our deen has given us values. And that's why I talk about it so much. What is your family values? Yeah, And I talk about it to parents and I say, look, create your family values. So therefore, what happens is your children, they're growing up, they understand that we make decisions based on values. Because in the end, we want to create children who are self-regulating. That they'll be faced in life with situations where they have to make a choice between yes and no, between right and wrong. Now, what's going to be, what's going to be the criterion for that is whatever they've been, their moral compasses, whatever they've been brought up upon, and that's all based upon the values. If you're enshrining, you grow and you live in the values. And my kids, for example, they understand why they don't have a smartphone. They understand about social media. Why? Because it's all value-driven in our home. It's clear. It just goes against our values, our family values. And all our family values are from, derived from Quran and Sunnah. From our deen, it's a guidance from there. And that's the key part. Have values and you raise your children upon values. So they make the decision between right and wrong. They make the decision because that's what you want in life in the end. Because what's happening with most of these people, they're making decisions and they're making crazy life-changing decisions completely wrong. And that's what the problem we have is the society is valueless. People are just raising kids in that same way as well. No, be clear, understand what's the value. Like for example, as a parent, when your kid asks you something, you say no maybe. That no is, you know, a lot of the times it may be actually a value-driven no. Yeah. 
So when your child says, oh, uh, you know, for example, uh, can I go out and play? Yeah. You might say no to them. Why? Because it's based on a value, which is that I don't think it's appropriate for a child to play out, for example, whatever it might be. You may go back to something. A lot of the times what's going to happen is if you keep on raising your children upon a certain value, they'll understand and why they're making decisions. So my kids clearly know there's a reason why we don't do this, there's a reason why we do this, there's a reason why we do that. And our family is structured differently. And we always talk about it and say, look, give thanks to the family that you do have. You may look at other people and see, okay, look at that. They've got access. Like my kids, their cousins, for example, got access to social media. Same ages, but they've got it. Social media, smartphones. My kids don't. But we look at it and say, okay, they've got this. But do they have that? This other area, I don't want to talk about it because it's, it's personal to the family, but do they have this? Do they have that? Do they have that? No, they don't. See, do you not give shukr to Allah? You have those things. And is this not more valuable than that? Is the relationship with your parents not more valuable than that? Is the time that your, your parents actually give to you because we don't engage in that stuff more valuable than that? Would you give, would you give up your relationship with your parents for that? This meaningless, worthless thing. You're going to realize the kids will turn around and say, if you build that relationship with your kids, they'll say, no. They'll value the relationship they have with their parents. The time we're given, all the other things that we do do. And so it's really, really important that we said we build, we raise families upon values. We as parents, we as adults need to have values. Where do our values come from? From, from, from Quran and Sunnah. Yeah. So that's the now, key Alhamdulillah, part. that's very, very helpful, you know. Um, and I, I remember you talking to me about this ages ago. I've just kind of forgot about it, really. I just might need to uh, bring it back into my family circle. Um, I remember you telling us about everyone has one rule that has to happen. Do you remember? Um, where, you know, I put all the kids together and then we all say in order for them to... Like a kid might have a bad habit. Mm. that I might say, okay, this week my rule for this is you have to pick your clothes up and put it back where it was. Mm. Or you have to hang a jacket in your room on the hangers, not in the passage. And then every, someone else might say, I remember one of my nieces, I don't, I, I, you can't fight in the sitting room. Like that was her rule. Mm. All right, we're like, okay, all right, cool. And then um, my mom was like, oh, we'll put the sandals away properly. It's not my job to put it back. Um, everyone, even the kids and everything, put it back where the shoe rack is. Um, so where I was getting Where I was going with this was Like I remember having that value In that fam In our family Like this and that etc And I just got busy And I, I just completely did not Carry that on Saying that It's hard when Kids see Like for example today um, I, I, I saw something that really bugged me my my son was going next to my two and a half year old nephew, and they were fighting over the iPad. My ne my son's n never touched an iPad before, and today he was just sitting next to him, first observing, then went closer and then tried to grab it. And I'm like thinking, sugar, what's happening here? Do you get it? Now he'd want that. He wants that. So I had to compromise by giving him the TV, Oma and Hannah and stuff. Because uh, I was watching football on my phone And he was just like He wanted attention Rather than playing he, I gave him TV It was just so easy for for me to do that Do you get it? It, it was I, I, I'm sure a lot of parents Working mothers Working fathers Coming after work Going home They don't want to be sitting 
and playing with the kids like for hours and hours and they get tired. Do you get it? So in those cases, like it's very hard to live that life, especially when we're living in this um, life where both parents have to work because we all want a house. It all falls down to what? Mortgage. It all falls down to having a better life for the kids or actually is it better life for yourself? It always has a domino effect to something, the desires. People just want to have a house, mortgage. People just want to um, be better than the other person. Like, oh, he came from Bangladesh and he's got a house. Like, and you lived in this country, born and bred. You haven't got nothing. You know, it, it's crazy out there, man. Yeah, materialism does drive a lot of people with uh, work and other kind of things. Um, however, I will also say I do know a lot of people who who are actually having to work both parents because it's just they can't afford the bills. And it's not, that's not the case of they want a house, but they might be privately renting. The rents are extortionate. Um, they might well be sending their kids to a you know Islamic school, for example, and there's costs there. So sometimes there are situations like that arise, and, and I do know of those kind of situations. However, I, I, I will echo what you said, which is that sometimes a lot of people are requiring, like I said, society is requiring both parents to work. Why? Because if you want that house, mm. if you want that life, you need both parents to work because otherwise you can't achieve it. But then what ends up happening is, what's happened to the kids? Where's the kids? Where's the connection? And then some, somewhere down the road, you're like, what happened to my kids? My kid, my kid used to be such a loving child. Now they're like this and they're like that. All of these football land to there's so many issues, but like I said, I think it goes back to it. You know, we can talk forever. I'm telling you, I can talk forever on this, and there's so much more. But I've actually written so much on this topic, and I really encourage parents just to go to the website, read, and there's a lot of beneficial resources and steps that are there that you can really kind of, um, kind of follow, inshallah, and that'll be of benefit. But I think we're going to have to uh, knock it on the head here for today. Um, but it's something. Which again, I would like to hear from parents about. I know I've not been very lighthearted today because I get really worked up. <laughs> no, I I, I see why you get worked up. It's about the future generation of the Muslim kids. It is, and you're getting worked up because you could see it. How can parents not see this? How can you be so blind? What's stopping you? You have the control. You have the power. Kids are becoming the masters of the. Parents And pe Kids are talking ill Of the ancestors It's a sign of day of judgment bro it is, All these scary. signs are coming And it's scary to be honest uh, And I'm, I'm petrified to be honest Like I, I know I sound like a hypocrite right here Because I've done it I've gone past that age where I don't need to do it anymore Or people might say oh, Yeah but you know There's nothing to show anymore But I, I I, I just feel like don't do it. Don't go there. It's not worth it. My advice always is the case, and I've said it is if you want to protect your children, it's always look at yourself with, with anything. And if it's the case of social, social media and smartphones, then regulate yourself. You know, really um, put in measures in place to regulate yourself or restrict yourself for the sake of your children. Because, like I said, you know, my worry day and night is my kids. Is it's my kids okay? What are they? Because on the day of judgment, the first thing I want to be asked about in terms of those that I'm responsible for is, is, is my children. It could be my children that bring me in shackles in front of Allah on the day of judgment. And so, you know, I just want to be focused on raising the next generation. 
and that becomes the most important thing um, to kind of focus on. So inshallah, you know, um, I know it's been a very, you know, uh, heated kind of um, discussion, and uh, but it's something which I'm very strong uh, on my opinions on. And alhamdulillah, like I said, uh, there's a lot that's written on it. And I'd like to hear your comments uh, and your thoughts as well uh, on this topic. And like I said... Yeah, I'm stuff they can mention such as how you, uh, where you are with your kids. Seek guidance. Where, um, uh, what, how you deal with the pressure of social media with your kids. Uh, do you prevent them? How do you prevent them? You know, help each other out. Like let's let's um help all everyone out here. Like, yeah. How do you deal with it with your we children? Sh- we share our tips, our advice. Yeah, we can learn on all of uh, one another because this is obviously a, a generally speaking a new phenomena because we won't even understand the full impacts and of it until a generation has passed through, growing up, living, and going to old age of social media, and then we truly, truly understand the harms of it. But it's clear to see already the, the the massive, massive negative impacts. There are many good impacts of, of, for example, social media and technology, but the harms are there, and all of this is about regulating. Too much of anything is always bad. Okay, alhamdulillah. Khair, inshallah. Um, I think we'll, we'll we'll wrap it up today. Um, please do again, like I said, do comment, but don't forget to also subscribe, like, and share. And don't forget to sign up to our Patreon to get the full episode. Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh. Wa alaikum salam wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh. <laughs>